trying to get that cheddar. For the for the tacos. For the hustle. Because you can't hustle with no cheddar. And you know what you need cheddar? You know what you wanna know how you get cheddar? How do you get cheddar? Grinds. That's how you get that shit. I put in work. Hashtag put in work. Hashtag grind. Hashtag hustle. Hashtag cheddar. Put in work. What the fuck is wrong with you? Welcome to Navi Tales. My, Oi. Name, my name is Josh. Uh, I guess he's Josh. I don't know. I don't know who this person is anymore. Some weird person talking nonsense to me. He's I'm, trying to grind. That's what he's trying to do. I'm on that grind. You're you're on this podcast. Hustling. Hustling on this podcast. I'm Nick. I'm trying to trying to be like a baseball star in high school. <laughs> what? Is that a baseball thing? I don't know. <clears throat> you I know, don't know. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was doing a bit. It it worked. You're not wrong. I thought it was funny. It was a, yeah, it was pretty funny. Still just still just trying to grind. We're Navi Tales. We are a video game lore podcast. Nick, what are we talking about today? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. The story of it. Which I have played a whopping zero hours of. I've never picked up this game. Yep. And Nick has played a fuckload of it. And, uh, and honestly, you probably could have... Uh, Probably could have played it during your uh, during our game rut. Yeah, but then that would involve like going all the way upstairs to my dad's PlayStation collection and grabbing it off the shelf and getting it off the shelf and, and all the way back downstairs and, and in it, inserting it into you, taking Overwatch out of your PS4 and putting it back in the case. Or I could have just sat there and played Injustice. Are you right? Which is what I did. You're right. But yeah, and and the, like the real reason I didn't pick it up though, because I was grinding. That's not. That's the reason I didn't pick it up. Lit I was getting that cheddar. That, that's exactly what I was doing. That is not what he was doing at all. Yeah, you're right. That is, that's, I, I was that, just. That is not the reason. I just totally forgot it existed. But anyway, Horizon Zero Dawn is like an open world shit game that came out in. <laughs> not. It's not a shit game. He's just. Lack of adjectives. Yeah, the ga the game's good. I've heard not literally none of them are good things. No, it is. It's good. I have played it in its entirety, and, and so is my dad. Actually, and, and it is. It was good. Fun fact about my father: he's the one who introduced me to video games. He's like an old man now. He turned sixty in like a Saturday. He's oh. like old. Damn. And he like plays a sh shitload of video games. It's gonna be me. Dad and I both got into a lot of trouble when The Witcher came out. Because we were both playing The Witcher so much that my mom got mad. Like, uh, my mom got mad at my dad and I. I feel like this is the second time on this podcast that you've told uh, a story about you and your dad getting in trouble with your mom. The other one was Diablo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting in trouble playing video games with your mom. Because he'll, he'll just go hard into it. Like, there was a point, like, we went out to eat after that. And we were like, I think both of us should cut back on playing The Witcher. Because... Mom's getting real mad at us. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, my dad picked up Horizon Zero Dawn. He picks up a lot of games on my recommendation, including this one. I, Which is funny because you never touched I, it I've yourself. I've never touched it, but I know what kind of games my dad likes. Yeah. 
Like, my dad, I never played The Last of Us when I told my dad to buy The Last of Us. Like, I still hadn't played it. I'm like, buy this game, you'll love it. And so far, it's my dad's favorite game. Which is understandable, because The Last of Us is great. I really need to... Oh, God, you should play that, and we should do a lore episode on it. No, I'm totally down. I've always... It's, it's one of those things that's like... I, I want to play it, but it's just like sitting there... I don't actually own it, but like metaphorically sitting there in the backlog of like things I need to play. And I've just never gotten around to The it. Last of Us is a nearly flawless game. It I've heard nothing deserves but, the love it gets. Yeah, I've heard nothing but uh, great things about it. But the only stuff I know about Horizon Zero Dawn is that people make a lot of fan art of the main character, Alloy. Aloy. Alloy. And Geralt. Yes. Which, which is... Fantastic because I both I love both those characters. So let's uh let's talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Now I also want to mention Nick's been working on the lore for this game for a couple weeks now. And the original lore he made, he made like on break at work, and it looked like something I would write, which is just shit. Well, because I was like <laughs> I was doing it off the top of my head because I was like I, like Josh said, I was bored, so I was throwing off the top of my head, and I couldn't re- exactly remember everything 100%, so I was just, like, writing stuff down just to write it down. And it was kind of like a jumbled mess of uh, of notes. But then, obviously, I went back and, and fixed it all. So, uh, I, normally we don't say this because it's kind of expected. The game came out in 2017, so I think we should begin by saying, this is the story of the game. If you don't want to hear the fucking story, don't listen to this episode. Yeah. Like, we, go, go we are going to spoil it. Like, I don't know shit about this story, and it's about to be spoiled for me. And I'm I'm totally fine with that, because this is what we do. But I just thought that you guys should beware. Like, normally we don't say it, but this time we should. So, uh, Nick, why don't you start us off with what the fuck is happening in this game? All I know about this game is she's got red dreadlocks, and she fights... Robot giraffes. That's all I know. It's pretty much the game. End podcast here. Thanks for stopping by. No, so um, we're in a world in the distant future where the world is kind of like in a primal state where humans are like split into into tribes and they live in huts and all this whatnot. And they like, like it kind of like super like Native American-esque, but like in the future. So, like, in our future, pretty much? It's like a hyper-apocalypse kind of thing. Like, the apocalypse happened. This is not only, like, the recovery from the apocalypse. Civilization has started to thrive again. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And then the only difference is that there are machines walking around, and the machines kind of look like animals for the most part. There's a couple of them that you're kind of like, what kind of animal is that? But whatever. And then, so, their machines are hunted um for to make weapons and tools and supplies so if you can picture like they use bows and bow and arrows but they're like made of like futuristic machine parts so it's not like wood and sticks and yarn it's futuristic machine parts so the story starts with a, a baby girl who is deemed an outcast because she was born from a machine and that's weird and everybody thinks that that must be a curse. Um, She's raised by another outcast uh, named Ross, and um, the baby's name is Alloy. uh, Aloy. See, look what you're doing. You're making me say it wrong, and I know it. Um, Who is our main character and who you play as throughout the game. 
uh, when she's young, she falls into a bunker that's basically a facility that existed um, before the world changed to what it is now. Uh, she f- finds a device in there called a focus, and it looks like a like a little triangle Bluetooth devices that people put in their ears to talk on the phone. And, like, you see them, and, but, like, you don't see the Bluetooth device right away, so you think they're talking to themselves, and you think it's weird, and then you see the Bluetooth device, and you're just like, oh, okay. Something similar super happened to me earlier today. What's up? I walk in the house after work. Like, this is, like, an hour ago. I walk in the house after work. I walk in the living room to put, like, my keys and stuff, where I normally put my keys and stuff. My dad says, like, something to me along the lines of, like, how are you and stuff. I was like, oh, good. Work was fine. He was on the phone. I wasn't paying attention to him. So I do that shit all the time when people got Bluetooth in, considering he was on the phone and I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. Like, it kills me. So I thought he was talking to me, but he was talking to someone else, and I felt just plain stupid. I mean, I'll do that. That's my cell phone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean... Uh, uh, I just burped into the mic, and I'm proud. I mean, I do that for... um, On purpose. Like, people will be on the phone, I'll answer their questions. Just oh, to piss yeah, them, I'll just do to that piss too. them off. But yeah, I know what you mean by like getting it confused. So um, this device gives her kind of like a holographic heads-up display almost, which allows her to analyze her surroundings and engage with like any old age tech that she finds. Um, one day, her dad is teaching her how to hunt when they come across another kid in danger from a group of machines. I have a question. Yeah, what up? Her dad is Rost, right? Her dad, I dad and like. Right. Quotes like her, oh, okay. fo- just her to make foster, sure. whatever. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Rost. So, um, yes. Yeah, so they find a kid in danger from a group of machines, and Rost is like, "All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna try and. Oh, there's no way to save him. Um, I'm. I'm gonna try, but there's probably not. You stay here." And she figures out, like, using her device, that she can see the patterns where, like, the the machines will walk, and she's like, "Oh, I can do it." So she goes off and ends up saving the kid, and then his dad is Rost is more accepted of her using this device because at the beginning she was he was very like no we don't know what that can do it's very dangerous blah blah blah. Um, and then uh, Aloy also begins to question you who said Aloy. I know again. you, <laughs> you. Um, Aloy begins to question who her mother is and where she came from, and Ross says. Uh, he, he doesn't really know, and the only way to get answers is to win the proving. And the proving is this, like, uh, survival challenge thing that the the tribe that they live nearby, the Nora tribe, where the, she was outcast from, they were both outcast from, um, hold, and if she wins, she can be accepted into the tribe. She's Cadmus. Pretty much. I mean, she's got the bow and arrow and, <laughs> and everything. Yeah, it's basically that movie. You know, I've never seen the movie, read the book. I don't know that. Uh, I've seen all the movies. They're all right. They're movies. They're sure. movies. I They're like, long enough. The, the, <laughs> the first one was fine, and then they kind of went downhill. <clears throat> but um, so winning the proving, like I said, will allow her to be accepted into the Nora tribe and grant her one thing that she desires. So obviously she'll just ask for her uh, information on her past. Fast forward to the time of the proving, and Aloy is now older and has been training her whole life. She goes to where the Nora tribe lives and finds another man there with a focus named Olin. Yes. And a focus, that's the heads-up display thing, Yeah, right? so he has one too, and up until this point, she's never seen another one but her own. She tries to ask him questions, but he kind of just brushes her off. 
She wins the event, but right as she does, everyone's attacked by cultists and Rost is killed, saving Aloy. Cultists seem to be there to kill Aloy, but she survives and is taken by High Matriarch Tirsa. Tirsa? Yeah, Tirsa. Tirsa. So why is it all like phonetically spelt? I, I don't know. Like it's all spelt the way it's pronounced. Yeah. It's just um, weird. To where she was found to, uh to Tirsa takes her to where she was found as a baby on the worshiping altar for the All Mother. The altar is just a platform leading to a door, with the All Mother being the synthetic voice that comes from the door. Door scouts Aloy and says there's an error, and they all freak out and say, Oh my god, the All Mother talked to her. She must be important. It's just an AI doing its job, though. The Nora tribe makes Aloy a seeker, basically giving her the position of authority to go out and search for clues about her past and Rost's killer. This is kind of cool because it's like cavemen interacting with technology. No, it really is because the All Mother, they're like, they worship, like, they think that she's their god and they worship this All Mother being, but it's literally just a synthetic AI voice coming from the door because it's just a, just a door that's closed and the door just scans you and like for entry it's like an access denied type of thing so like yeah. it scan it tries to scan Aloy and it says there's an error because there's like something missing from its like com- computer part like it's, something's missing so it can't complete the scan um and they're like oh my god it spoke type of thing and it's just like you know just like it's just a door I think even like Aloy says that at, at that point she's just like it's just a door <laughs> um I like it I really should play this game. This yeah, is, you really should. This sounds like my kind of shit. So, um, yeah. So Aloy eventually tracks down Olin and learns that he was working for the cultist group who goes by the name of Eclipse. Eclipse. And that they worship a demon named Hades. Hades has taught Eclipse how to corrupt machines. And corruption is basically uh, nanotechnology that messes with machines and makes them super hostile. They have SIVA. Yeah. It's literally SIVA <laughs> because it's red. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It's actually SIVA. It's pretty cool. much SIVA. Uh, now that you mention SIVA, it. When we say SIVA, we're talking about uh, the Destiny because Destiny that's all we iron. goddamn talk about on this freaking <sighs> podcast. Oh, God, is Destiny. you're right. We really should talk about other games sometime. Aloy then learns that focuses can communicate with other focuses like a phone because she starts talking to a mysterious man named Silence, who I'm pretty sure is the same voice actor as Zavala. I believe so. Again, because we can only talk about fucking Destiny yep. on this show. Uh huh. I. I believe Salens is Zavala. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. You can always find out. Um, he gives Aloy tips and information on how to proceed with her mission, but he's super shady and, like, never really shows up. He just kind of shows up, like, on the focus as, like, a hologram, kind of like Emperor Palpatine-ish. Yeah, yeah. But with, like, not a hood up. Um, this just in. Yeah, what up? Salens is Zavala. Boom! Know it! Um, the guy's name is Lance Reddick. There it is. So, yeah, but he's he's kind of super shady, and Aloy, uh, Aloy doesn't fully trust him, but still kind of goes along because she wants answers and wants to move on with her uh, quest. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, I'd trust Zavala's sultry voice. Yeah, if Zavala came up to me and started talking, I was like, you know what? He's got a sexy voice. He does. Only he's person got- with a sexier voice in Destiny? Shax. That's all I'm going to say, though. Guardian! Yeah, Shax is pretty good. Aloy then comes across another door. Fucking so... Aloy? Yeah. Aloy? Aloy. <laughs> Ahoy? <laughs> Aloy. Ahoy, Aloy. Aloy? Fucking heartburn, man. <laughs> Aloy? Well, if you're going to pronounce it Aloy... Well, whatever, actually, there's a Y at the end. It's proper English. My bad. Yeah. 
Uh, the Y in this scenario is a vowel. Uh-huh. Aloy then comes across another door. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. Similar to the one at Nora and is allowed to go through due to her genetic resemblance to a woman named Dr. Elizabeth Sobeck. Wow, that's cool. Elizabeth Sobeck. You, Sobeck, so Sobeck is an Egyptian god. Is it? Yeah, it's the Egyptian god that devours the hearts of uh, the damned, basically. So when you die in Egyptian mythology, uh, you're weighed on the scales mm-hmm. by Thoth and Anubis. So they put a feather on one end and your heart on the other. And if the like your heart is heavier than the feather, then your heart is fed to Sobek. And, well, there's a couple of pronouns. There's Sobet and Sobek, and it's the same thing. Mm. But if the if it's not, then you're able to ascend into the next realm. Anyway, fun fact about Egyptian death mythology. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's interesting. That's a yeah. This kind of I don't know if it has anything to do with that. Well, characterization. so would that be like a so you go to Sobek if you're damn if you're damn. No, she's kind of like benevolent. Good, she's kind of like the good person in this. No, that that's fine. And like Sobek's a giant crocodile god. No. no, no. Pretty fucking cool, actually. But I didn't know if there was any <clears throat> parallels to that. I don't I think so. She's pretty. Uh, she's pretty a uh, high, high up character. Cool. So, anyway, inside the door she got through, she discovers what happens to mankind and why the world is the way it is today. Humanity built the robots to serve them. They were built for different tasks and could even feed on elements of the world around them. The robots were made by a company named Faro Automated Solutions, led by a man named Ted Faro. However, a glitch in the programming caused the robots to become uncontrollable and they started to wipe out humanity. This was known as the Pharaoh Plague. So a group of remaining humans, mostly higher-ups, formed a group to start a project called Horizon Zero Dawn in order to try and save the world. This is why we can't have AIs. <laughs> this is why... What's his name? The, the Tesla guy. Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. There it is. This is why Elon Musk is right about like fearing AIs. Yeah, he played Horizon Zero Dawn. He's like, yo, I gotta tell everybody, dude. I'm telling you, like, AI spooked the hell out of me. Did you hear about the 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 Facebook thing that created its own language? I feel Facebook like I created didn't... an AI and they had to shut it down because it was talking to like it was a communications AI mm. and it started creating its own language. Oh, oh, excuse me. You have to use our language Good. so that we can understand what you're saying. Good job, Zuckerberg. Like, I I, I don't fuck with AI. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but... I don't like... even like Siri. <laughs> and that's all pre-recorded. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they just... The robots just can't control them. Dude, I'm telling you, like, this is how we die. Like, if we're going to get a plague, it's going to be a robot plague. We're going to get matrixed the fuck up. Yeah, dude. We're about to come human batteries. Yeah. Actually, we already are. We're in the matrix. Yep. Bitch. Mind blown. We put on our own sound effects. <laughs> We're on a budget, damn it. I ain't using After Effects on this shit. Um, but yeah, Elizabeth Sobeck, literally, we you mentioned that she resembles her in genetic, uh, genetically, but she literally looks like Aloy. Like, Aloy thinks... Like this might be my mom. Oh, interesting. And like generations and out, like, are we? And like sounds super like uh, Aloy to the point where I'm pretty sure they use the same voice actor. 
um, for both characters. Um, I this I think like the the Pharaoh Plague happened in twenty sixty four, but I don't know when Horizon when the game takes. It's place. definitely like at least over a century after. So that wouldn't make a lot of sense. I mean, we'll get to oh god, we'll get to it, but yeah. Um, and now comes like my favorite part of this game. Tell me about Gaia. Is like Gaia. So <clears throat> Project Horizon Zero Dawn is basically an AI named Gaia that was created by uh, Sobek. I think it's ironic that Gaia was to be a personification of the Earth. Yeah, so, yeah, Gaia was supposed to be a personification of the Earth, tasked with the job of terraforming and repopulating the Earth, bringing it back to the state it was before the Pharaoh pr- Plague occurred. So Gaia has um, eight subsections to it, and it's... Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce the first one. I, I got you. Ether. Is it Ether? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Gaia has eight subsections to it. Uh, Ether, Apollo, Artemis, Demeter, Eleuthia, Hades, uh, Hypothes- Hephaestus, Hephaestus uh, Minerva, and Poseidon. Hephaestus is one of my favorite gods. So... They all have uh, specific tasks that they do to help with the whole reforming of the rebuilding up of the earth. After and, and okay, so so reading through this, by the way, they all are following what the what their respective gods did, right, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. So um, Ether was taxed with uh, detoxifying the Earth's atmosphere. He was a goddess or a god of air. Uh, Apollo was tasked with holding all of humanity's history and culture so that generations. After uh, the terraforming could learn about the past. So, like, everything that, like, we had, all our, like, music. Knowledge Music, not, yeah. And, like, so that it wouldn't, like, because obviously, pretty much they were, like, everyone's probably going to die. So this is, like, how we're going to continue life after everybody's dead. Apollo was a sun god, but it would make sense for him to gather knowledge, too. Um, The thing, at one point. In the past, uh, Ted Farrow actually deletes all all the information that Apollo has. So, like, that's why, like, nobody now knows, um, like, the past and, like, what happened and stuff. Because, like, this, this asshole decided to delete everything for some reason. Artemis was tasked with creating and introducing new animal life to the newly reformed Earth. Artemis was goddess of the hunt. <clears throat> Demeter was tasked with replacing the newly reformed Earth with cryopreserved seeds. Wow, um, I wonder what that god was. Yeah. Um, So pretty much just replanting so we have crops and trees to breathe and eat. Eleuthia was tasked with cloning and raising new humans stored from from stored DNA uh, at facilities known as cradles. Now, this is a really cool part of the game. You actually go to an abandoned cradle. Oh, wow. And you see um, hollow projections, like recorded hollow projections of like kids growing up, but they're all raised by AI because that's like you have to start like there's no adults. You have to start from something. Yeah. So they started as kids. Everybody started as a kid and they're just being raised by AI. And there's like there's like kid drawings all over the walls. And then there's like a certain point where like, they start like revolting against the AI, like they like you're not real, like you're not my real parent, blah blah blah, whatever. But they are. Maybe they are, and then like I think they try to like try and break out because they're like contained in this one spot. Like they try, they want to, they want to leave. 
Hephaestus was tasked with creating the underground cauldron facilities where new robots would be made to help terraform the Earth. Oh, I love this. So Hephaestus is the god of fire, but more importantly, he's the blacksmith of the gods. Mm-hmm. So he literally, like this Hephaestus AI, is literally the blacksmith of all of this. He's the creator. He's in charge of creating them in a cauldron underground because Hephaestus was locked underground because he was ugly as sin. That's fucking great. He was he was ugly and he had he was the ugliest of the gods. He had a cleft foot and he was forced to be married to Aphrodite, who was the be- most beautiful of the gods. Yeah. Which is why Aphrodite and a the love goddess, mm. which is why Aphrodite cheated on him with fucking everyone. Yeah. Because he she, he was forced she was forced to marry the ugliest of the gods, Hephaestus. That's great. Hephaestus is also the creator of uh, Pandora's box. Fun fact. Oh. Um. But yeah. So. And Pandora. These are, these are where, I mean, I, yeah, these are where the uh, most of the machines you see roaming around in the game come from. These cauldrons, and you can actually go into most of the cauldrons. And what you do is, um, these are probably like some of the coolest parts of the game because like it's such a drastic scenery change. So you're always like you go from like being up on top on land. Um, and like there's forests and open fields and like you go in here and everything's like mechanical. Like it feels like you're running through like something in Destiny, like in the cauldrons, which was really cool and like really, like I said, a good change of scenery. And what you do is you go into the end and you usually fight like one big machine that's being made and then you can gain the ability to override certain machines. Oh, that's cool. So you as you, as you do more cauldrons, you can get more... You can override more machines to uh, to be on your side. Minerva was tasked with was tasked to create massive communication towers to help broadcast the kill code to stop the feral robots from destroying everything. And Poseidon was tasked with detoxifying the oceans. And then we come to Hades. And if you remember, I mentioned Hades earlier. Right. So Hades was the instinction. Uh, fail-safe protocol put in place by Ted Farrow because he fully didn't trust Gaia. So basically, Hades was the reset button for Gaia as it would wipe out everything if something bad happened and Gaia would just restart terraforming again. So Gaia would restart creating the world. If something bad happened, Hades would go, nope, and kill everything, and then the whole process would start over again until we got like an, an actual good result that we wanted. Right. So after that, hey, so after dealing with all the gods we just dealt with, uh, Hades becomes self-aware and starts doing whatever it wanted, so Gaia tried to stop it. Gaia tried blowing up the prime reactor, which would take them all out. However, Hades managed to transfer himself to a computer core somewhere else. This trapped him there, but he would live Gaia he would live through Gaia's attempt to destroy him. Blowing up the prime reactor would also destroy Gaia, and in a final act before she was destroyed, Gaia created Aloy using Elizabeth Sobek's DNA. Now, having learned all this knowledge, Aloy sets off to get the Master Override override to finish off Hades. Yes, so that's why Aloy looks like Elizabeth Sobek, because Gaia, Gaia used the uh, the same stuff for the cradles uh, to make Aloy. So that way, sh- she would hope that one day she would grow up to like save the Earth. Because the, the cool thing is that they showed a lot of uh, like hollow flashbacks, is that... Gaia is an AI, but she came like really good friends with Elizabeth Sobek. Like Gaia, like evolved as an AI and became like sympathetic and like really friendly towards Sobek. 
and was like there was like this really touching moment when like they had to like part ways. I uh, so you, I played a lot of Halo, which I say I feel like every episode. Yeah. Um, one of the big themes in Halo is the concept of AIs and AIs gaining self awareness, awareness or running rampant. Um, rampancy is like a real problem in Halo. If an AI gains self awareness, they kind of lose their shit and realize that they're just a creation made by this or that. So I like anything that really deals with self-aware AIs or AIs that gain that mm-hmm. because I, I've always like, it always resonated with me. The big thing was like this, a deep lore thing of medicant bias in uh, the halo lore. We really should tackle that at some point. Yeah. we should. Uh, I know you don't know a ton about it, but I, Halo lore was maybe one of the first big lores I dived into because they have things like Medican Bias, who's like this AI that went rampant and talked to the hive that is the flood, the hive mind that is the flood. He talked to the grave mind for 50 years and in that debate basically realized that humanity was worthless <laughs> or not humanity, but the forerunners. Anyway, um, yeah, that's I, I love things that deal with AIs like this. I think that it, it's always really cool and it can always be done so uniquely. Like I like that they're all based on gods. Like, yeah, I, that, no, I thought it was really that cool. Resonates too. with me. And this was like, and now I'm. If you've played this game, you're probably sitting there thinking, "Oh, you're already at the end of the game. What happened to the entire middle part? The entire middle part." was not interesting. And I had talked about this on a previous podcast. It's pretty much like you figuring out like how to get to these main facilities that unlock all this main lore. But like everything else is like, oh, you went to this tribe and helped him find his sister. Like, but that's like part of the main plot line kind of, but like, I don't really find that that interesting. Like the entire middle of this game, like had nothing really to do with like this stuff and then they crammed it in all the end which is like why i said like i loved the ending of this game because like the ending of this game just went here's all the subsections of gaia and what they do and i was like jesus christ this is amazing and i was like why didn't you like slowly give this to me why didn't you sprinkle it out whenever you were going to these subsections maybe you don't go to most of them like like i said you go to the cradles you go to the cradles and you go to hephaestus Um, you go to the cauldron yeah and the cauldrons but, like, they just said, like, you just find all of this out all at once. And yeah, they should have, like, talked like about that end. in those facilities, maybe. Yeah, like, maybe. In the like, cradle, they could have talked about, like, some of the gods. And then in the cauldron, they could have talked about some of the gods. Or just sprinkle it out more. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, it wasn't really paced super well. It was kind of like, the beginning was super interesting because you're like, oh. You're in this new world kind yeah, of yeah. dealing with the lore and the, the stuff of this new world. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. I, this would, that would frustrate me too. Yeah. So, um, with some more help from Silence, she manages to get her hands on the override. Um, Silence then tells Aloy that he is the one who found Hades in the first place and served him as Hades promised him knowledge. And if there's one thing that you can learn from about Silence in this game is that he loves to learn things. Like he's like, when you find him in the game, he, like, knows, like, a shit ton of stuff because he just craves knowledge. So, uh, Silence founded the Eclipse Cult and helped uh, Hades to get all the upgrades he has now. 
However, the time came when Hades no longer needed Silence, and now he says that he has to make amends, and which is why he gives uh, Aloy a staff that she can combine with the Master Override, which will allow her to kill Hades. So then Aloy gathers all her friends that she found along the way. Again, all the stuff I really didn't talk about. It's kind of like a la The Witcher. If you do their quests, they'll help you in the end. Oh, yeah. I like that. Type of thing. Except like I, the quests in The Witcher were like games in them themselves. Like the Skellige Islands ones. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but see, like those were like more like fleshed out and like cool where I like these, whatever. You just did them. Yeah. Um... And so she gathers all her friends and the armies that they have, and they all meet to make uh, one final stand against Hades and Eclipse, which was pretty dope. Which is what, a pretty dope. Fight. What does Hades look like? Hades is like like a core with like the kind of like the corruption stuff going around him. Oh, that's kind of rad. Yeah. So uh, they manage to win and the the big fight, and Aloy kills the head of Eclipse as well as Hades. So when I looked at that sentence real quick and I saw Eclipse and Hades, I thought it was total Eclipse of the heart, <laughs> like real quick because the H and the, the the Eclipse, and it just real fucked with me, just fucked with me hard, bro. Real, but uh, yeah. So I mean, needless to say, uh, Aloy was on that grind, you know. God. Damn it. Um, she was just out there hustling, you know? So then... Grinding. Then Aloy travels and actually finds uh, Elizabeth Sobek's body. Cause, um, Is it preserved? Well, what happened was, like, Elizabeth Sobek was, like, one of the last people in, like, the big group that they formed that we talked about earlier. And there was just a point where she just left. Like, she put Gaia into motion and then just kind of, like, went out into the world. Um, and she... I think she went to her home or something like that. And, like, she just died, like, out there. And so she was in, like, a suit because the the world was right going to shit. So she had to wear a suit. Um, so Aloy, like, tracks it down and then, like, uses the focus to, like, see inside the suit. And you can see, like, her face. And there's, like a, like, a final recording of her and she's listening to it and, like, Aloy, like, cry it's like super touching because it's like the mother she never had right. and she finally meets her like her she like face to face so to speak um and then after the credits roll uh we see we see silence trapping hades consciousness in a container saying hello friend we ha- we still have much to discuss silly zavala and this is the uh, tricks are for kids the the dlc for this game hasn't come out correct don't believe so. It's that snow one that yeah. they showed at E3. Yeah, which, like, I don't know. If it doesn't, like, further this stuff, I feel like I'm not going to care about. It might. It might. This is what Hades looks like. Oh, that's kind of rad. But yeah, it literally looks like Siva. Yeah, it, it legitimately just looks like Siva. Which, like, hey, to each their own. Like, Siva's cool as shit, but uh, made for a bad raid. I, um... I actually didn't hate that, right? No. But yeah, I this game sounds really cool, but and I'm gonna play it. Um, mostly because I I've heard nothing but good things about it, except for the fact that the middle's boring as shit. It was the middle, and like I said, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on a previous podcast. The middle was very hard for me to get through, but the bookends of the game were fantastic, and I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I'm going to have to play this. 
but yeah, it, I mean, it sounds super cool. Like, just I, like even just like from a gameplay point, like just fighting, like all the tools you can get from like to like fight all these robots, super fun, and like fighting the giant, like like I said, the the big main bosses, fighting giant corrupted infused robots, is just so is super fun. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna have to at some point but i i like anything that deals with gods and even if these aren't the actual gods there are enough like them in like the the actions that they do mm. that i'm for sure interested oh yeah i didn't know what i had to deal with these god ais but i i'd live for that shit like my favorite book is american gods like i majored in history for the concentration in ancient to medieval and my final paper, or major in history with a concentration in public history, which was museum history, but my concentration in study, every history major basically has a preference, which they'll then kind of narrow it down by what classes they take and stuff. So if you wanted to take classes on World War II, you'd take World War II-based classes, Civil War, Civil War-based classes. All of mine were ancient and medieval. So my final paper for... My senior seminar, one of them, was on gods mm. and the importance that gods had on society and how it impacted society. I've always really liked mythology. I think I, I've I've always liked mythology too. I think like the Greek gods and stuff have always really interested me. Even though I wasn't like super into into history, but like whenever we got to that in like high school, that that part always like I was super into. A good book you should read or listen to because I have, I would give you my audible information if you really want it. Um, is uh, not American Gods, uh, Norse Gods by Neil Gaiman. He basically credible writer rewrites the Norse mythology. Really great book. Uh, and I just I like folklore too, so I just finished a book on Irish folklore. So I I live for this kind of shit. So I mean, look at what we do. Like this yeah. is basically mythology. Yeah. It's just in video games instead. It's just not ours. Yeah. But um I thought it, I think it would have been really cool if like they made like how we were talking about sprinkling everything out, if they gave all the AIs personalities. Because like the only ones that you really talk to or see talk is Hades and Gaia. So if they gave like all of them personalities and like you interacted with well, them they, a little bit. They must have personalities if Hades has one. They must have, but to a to a degree at least. I would think I would think so. Um, but like again, that, that they really didn't do anything. Like they just kind of mentioned what they did, and then Hades became bad, and Guy was the the main one. I hate how Hades is always a villain. It's just because he's not. It's just I, he's it's always just like stereotypical now, though. Right, he's portrayed as a villain because he's in charge of the underworld. But what you need to realize about the Greeks is they didn't care and when you look at the gods they all drew straws and hades just got the short straw so he was in charge of the realm of the dead but that didn't make him like this evil god craving death it's just who he was in charge of someone had to be in charge of it yeah like zeus was in charge of like this realm poseidon was in charge of this realm like land sea and death yeah like that's what it was like and i'm i've Hades did some shady shit, but I would argue that Zeus was way worse than Hades was. Like, Hades' shit with Persephone was a little bit messed up. Like, he kidnapped her, basically, so he she lived with him for this many months out of the year. She was a, a nature goddess. 
basically that's the reason we have seasons the way we do. Winter and uh, fall are when Persephone goes back to live in the underworld of Hades. And when she's back on Earth, then that's what it is. But, I mean, Zeus raped people as like a cow. Like, most of Greek mythology can be summed up as... Zeus, don't stick your dick in that. I'm going to stick my dick in that. Pretty much. Zeus, don't do it. I'm going to do it. And then he did it. Yeah. Like, but, And then there was a bunch of little demigods running around. Which, And then, like, they had, like, his wife killing people because, God damn it, Zeus. Yeah. Um. So, like, Hades never did that shit. He loved one woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just hate how he's always portrayed as evil. No, I get it. It's just, It's just a stereotype that we've made as a society because we look at well i know where it came from it came from us being super afraid of death yeah like as a modern society being super afraid of death but like ancient societies and even you can even look at like when america got colonized death was very common yeah that's why you had 12 kids because six of them were gonna die yep like you, you just play those averages. You just dealt with death constantly. So like we don't we don't deal with death well as a society. But the the Greeks dealt with it just fine. Yeah. And they knew death was a part of life. Guess what? Someone's gotta be in charge of that. Let's put this guy in charge of that. Wasn't a bad guy, just in charge of the dead. Yep. Someone needs to fill the job for everything. Yep. So anyway, I that's that's my rant about how I don't think Hades should be portrayed as a bad guy anymore. He's not like a Loki, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Loki is not Loki's a bad guy. Yeah. But like even in Norse mythology, the goddess in charge of the underworld is uh Hel, Hel. Hmm. She's in charge of Helheim. And like benevolent goddess. Like when Baldur ends up there, like he's fine, he eats at the table with Hel. He eats at the other end of the table, mm. like which is a place of honor. So, like, it's not, it's not a bad place. Yeah, it someone's got to be in charge of it, though. Yep. So, hell's not evil. Hades isn't evil. But then we end up with people like Loki. Loki is evil. We end up with people like, I don't know, fucking some of the monsters that they deal with in Greek mythology, the Hydra and shit. Those are evil. Like, I don't know. I'm just sick of him being a bad it's guy. It's just scary down He's there. He's such a nice guy. I know. Just want to invite him over for cheese and crackers. Yeah, he'd be a real nice house. He could bring Persephone. It'd be great. <laughs> we could double date. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to double date with Hades. Oh, James Woods. <laughs> yeah, man, I would double date with James Woods, though. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, that that's what we got for... Horizon Zero Dawn for now. Yes. Like we said, there's a DLC coming out for it, and or an expansion almost. It does seem to be big. I hope it's big. I hope it's big and worth it, and not like the middle of this game. And uh, probably before that DLC comes out, I'm going to actually play the fucking game. Yes. DLC comes out in November. I looked it up. You looked it up? It comes out in November? I'm yes. probably not going to play it. I'll still be playing Destiny by November. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of stuff. Or I at least have a bunch of stuff in between that time. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually have to play the game, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I got... Yeah, we got, like, Fractured Butthole. An Odyssey. An Odyssey and Destiny. Yeah. Because, like, in, in... Right... I know it comes out in November, but in December we get 
the new expansion for Destiny. Get the Osiris expansion. The winter is winter 2017, but winter. We get the Osiris expansion. But yeah, so there's a bunch of shit coming out soon. But yeah, I should probably play this game, huh? Uh, probably. It's like I said, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm down. Pokemans. That was the other one that comes out. Oh yeah, Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. Have you haven't even played Sun and Moon? Nope. Should just buy it. Ultra Moon or Ultra Sun? No, Sun and Moon. Eh. I mean, I got another plane trip coming up. <laughs> I mean, you just buy it. Ow, fuck. Like, literally, I'm pretty sure I was watching Nappy play. He's doing a Moon Wonderlock. I was kind of watching it. Um, and I'm pretty sure he said he was playing it on his regular 3DS, not a new one. And it didn't look that bad. Like, it, there was kind of a low times here and there, but it, like, wasn't anything, like, you wanted to shoot yourself over. Mm. So you probably be fine with just yours and not have to buy a uh, new DS. My big thing with Pokemon games is every time I buy it, I just sink 40 hours into it in the matter of a week. And yeah, then Sounds about right. And then I don't pick it up again. Right. <laughs> like, I just play Pokemon for a sickening amount of time, and then I never play Pokemon that Pokemon game again. Yep. Or you can get Gold and Silver. They come out virtual console tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Does it come out for the... Switch was virtual console? No. Fuck, Switch is not virtual console. Are you out of your mind? Oh, God. You I, think Nintendo would give us virtual console? I just wish the Switch had more games. Nintendo give us fucking virtual console. Dude, I literally haven't opened up my Switch since I got back from Los Angeles. And I probably won't open it up again until I go to Los Angeles again. Which is, I mean, I've been using which it. Which is next month, but... I've been using it. What can I say? I'm a world traveler now. Mm-hmm. My brother's in Los Angeles right now. Shout out to Daniel. Yeah. So I, I went with my brother to go drop him off, and I'm going to go visit him in October. October. We were talking about it over dinner. I'm going to go to the Museum of Death while we're there. And I was unhealthily excited. Yep, he was. Like, shouting and everything. To a disturb. Like, I was getting excited because they have a model of exactly how JFK's head looked after the bullet entered. That's disturbing. Yeah. I realize that, but it's still cool as shit. Like, I, I love that shit. Ooh. Ooh. They got, like, a remake of the Heaven's Gate cult suicides. Ooh, I love that. I love, I love it. But, yeah, so. That's uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like we do every week, I would like to ask you, Nick, what you've been playing. I know the answer to this question already. Uh, I'm playing a little Destiny. Just a little. A little Destiny 2. Tiny bit. Yeah. Been trying to grind up that power level. Ugh. Um, I also been playing uh, a demo for Square Enix RPG on the Switch. Uh, it's called Project Octopath Traveler, something like that. Yeah, which that was, sounds obscure enough to be Square Enix. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like announced like in the original Switch Direct. And uh, I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And then, so they put out a demo, and I've been playing it. It's actually pretty fun. It's uh, it's really beautiful to look at. All, of, like, the... Uh, it's, like, sprite work, but, like, really pretty. And uh, all the major cutscenes are... have voice acting. Oh, really? Uh, and then, like, with text, and then everything that's, like, not as important as just text with them making like 
kind of like subtle noises, kind of like a la like how the new Fire Emblems kind of do. Um, uh, but like maybe a little bit more. And they, so the depth, I guess the, I guess the reason why it's called Octopath is because there's eight main characters and you can play as two of them in the demo. So I played one, he was like a warrior and it was kind of like back in the day, he was like this great knight and then his friend betrayed him and killed the king. And now he's like, now it's in the present time. He's like hiding out in a village and just teaching everybody in that village to fight. And then bandits attack that village. And then like the head of the bandits has like the sword of his friend that betrayed him and then he's blah blah blah. And what then a I great Final Fantasy game. Yeah. And then I started so I finished that one and then I started playing the other girl the other character today and it was uh a dancer and f I've only like just started and like it was like her dad was killed by like three mysterious people when she was young and now she's a dancer at some tavern for this guy. And that was, and then like the guy was like, all right, you got to go on stage. And so I was like walking to the tavern and that's as far as I got with that one. But I was like, wow, this is drastically different. Wow. It sounds drastically different. <laughs> uh, between characters. So I don't know. It was kind of cool. That, like I said, the art style was pretty. And uh, the, there's kind of some cool mechanics here and there. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. So uh, you, I like haven't had any fucking free time this week, but just killing me. So I finally got to sit down and play Destiny yesterday with you. Yes. It's really the only time I played Destiny. I was on for like 10 minutes on Tuesday. And it was basically just to check everything that reset. I was just like, ugh. It's killing me. But more importantly, uh, we are filming this at the... Filming. Yeah. I said filming. I know you did. We're filming. We're recording this at the end of September. And if anyone listening knows me... Do you remember... Do you remember? I, uh, if anyone recording this knows me, uh, my favorite month's October because Halloween. I love that shit. I live for that shit. Like, and, and so like normally I watch more horror movies than I normally would and everything. But right now I'm trying to find a good fucking horror game to play on PlayStation, which is rough because I've played most of the horror games on PlayStation. Like I, it's like I can play Soma again, but I don't want to play it again. Outlast, both of them I've played. Resident Evil 5 I played. And 4, for the matter of fact, on PlayStation. I've played that again. Because I've played that game like 15 times. I could play uh, Until Dawn again. But I don't want to. I want to play something new and something refreshing. I just can't find anything. It's really rough. Like, I... It's just annoying. I was, like, looking through the list of games today that could be horror... It's like, oh, you could play Evil Within. Like, fuck that game. Fuck Evil Within. Like, it's... I know there's a new one coming out, and I might have to pick that up just to play something horror over that. But the other thing is, like, Call of Cthulhu is supposed to come out sometime this year. It oh, just yeah, yeah. says... You know how it is. It's yeah. December 31st. Yeah. Which, the, the end date, the placeholder date. Hey, which is like, come on, release it in October. Give us, like, a good horror game in October. But yeah, I'm just, it's killing me right now because I'd really, really like to play like something horror related in October that I haven't played before. But instead, I think I'm going to just get stuck playing some shit that I've already played like Until Dawn again. Like, oh, let's try to get a new fucking ending in Until Dawn. Like, basically, I've gotten the two endings that matter. Everyone lives, everyone dies. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> the end. Like, ah, oh, just. Like, and I do want to play. Uh, 
Outlast 2 again. That was a good fucking game. That was a great game. But, like, I, it's the same story every time. It'll just be what it is, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you. Like, I was like, oh, I was playing... I, I played a little bit of Resident Evil 5 a couple weeks ago, and I was like, eh, I don't want to play this again. It's the same shit. Like, I, I know how to beat it. It was fun. The, the, the fun part about horror is, like, it's fun the first time. Yeah, and then once you know what's coming, it's not. It yeah. takes away from it. Unless it's got, like, a deep, like, deep stuff you can go find in it. Yeah, like, repellability. Yeah, but for the most part, I don't like to play horror games more than once. So, I eh, fuck, I'm gonna just play Emily Wants to Play. Fuck that, that game. I, so back when I had a YouTube channel, every time we had a guest on, we'd make them play Emily Wants to Play, because it's a good jump scare game. Like, it gets you really off guard. There's a lot of things that kind of trick you in it, but it's not It's not a good game. No, it's not. But it's good when it comes to jump scares. It's a good startle. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, it just it's killing me. So, hey, if, if you guys have any suggestions for good horror games that I could play in October, I would love your suggestions because I do need a horror game to play. And, like, if I can't find one, I'm going to just play Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Fuck it. Just run around as fucking... Michael Myers and Leatherface. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so if you want to reach out to us, out to us, either Nick or I, and uh, give me a horror game to play, you can find us at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that's at Navi underscore Tales on both Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there. Talk to us there. DM us there. Send us nudes. It'll be great. Get the cheddar there. Get the cheddar. We are on there grinding. I want you to come out and hustle and see us hustling and grinding on our social media pages. Come out there and hustle with us. Put in work. Hashtag put in work. You know what sucks? You. I have access to that Twitter account. I know you do. <laughs> Hashtag put in work. Yep. So, yeah, um, you can reach us there. Give us a little, give us a little chatty bat, yeah, little little speaky week. So uh, yeah, you can you can do that and uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't got nothing more to say. That's about it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. So that is it. That is all. So until next time, we will see you next time with another game's lore. Bye. Love you. Cultists seem to be there to kill. You literally typed alloy. You're right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, I should read. Yeah, probably. Um,